When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am delighted today to be interviewing Andrew Steele, who is just a great guy. You know, he's a great guy. He's, yes, he's the leading actor of Wishman, which is a story about Frank Shankwitz's life, who is the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation. But he's just got so many great stories in his life that what a privilege for us to have that opportunity to have you here with us today. So I want to start by saying welcome to the show, Andrew, and thank you so much for taking time to join us. Of course, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. I'm in good company here with you and your other guests. So uh, yeah, I feel uh, honored and humbled that you would think of me as worthy to be on your podcast. <laughs> well, thanks. So for those of the uh, people that don't know you, I'm going to read a little bit about your bio so you don't have to talk about yourself, but then I want you to talk all about yourself here in just a few minutes. But so, you know, recently, and actually I met you, we can tell everybody how I met. We were at uh, City Gala last year which I'm not going to be able to be at this year. We were at City Gala and you were just kind of walking down and I'm like, hey, I'm Jen, who are you? And that's kind of how it started. And, you know, it's just been really great to be involved with you over the last year, you know, in the premiere of Wishman, you know, out in Arizona and then subsequently here in Washington, D.C., which I don't know if I had told you the story or not, but one of the people who attended is, he's an ops man, you know, he's ops for the military. He does some very secret stuff and he had to get special permission to come into the Australian embassy in order to see Wishman. Yeah. And I was like, really? You had to? I mean, we're in the Washington DC news. Well, technically we're not. (laughs) So, So he did get special permission to do that. So that was kind of fun. But I know that this is your first film in the United States, so this is kind of your breakthrough, and that's what we're all about on this podcast, that you are classically trained. You've done all kinds of wonderful things in Australia, and you're very well known in Australia for all of your roles on a lot of series and, and movies and whatnot. But I really want to hone in, and I know that you and Kim have moved to the U.S., kind of, because you're now over in Australia, and so you kind of split your time. But I really want to focus in on Flicks for Change, right? Which is the company that you have co-founded and our president and what that breakthrough is for you. So if you could tell us a little bit about your story and why, you know, why'd you become an actor? What happened in your life, you know, that brought you to that point? And then we'll get further down the road here talking about this passion that you have, you know, in Flicks for Change. Yeah. So there's a lot. So I guess my, you know, I've always been drawn to telling stories and making people laugh. And so with regards to acting, I've kind of always 
done the school plays and went through school and I just really enjoyed the opportunity to become somebody else and, and to play and which is why my hair is this color at the moment I had a project which they were like we're only seeing people with blonde hair blue eyes I'm like yep yeah I, I got that give me a couple of hours <laughs> with my cups and my hair now this is yeah so anyway I'm just saying that because I'm just a big screen of my face talking back to me here. Right. Well, when I first saw you, I go, hey, so what's going on with your hair? What's going on? <laughs> Can I choose you to be my, I'm new to this. Yeah, there you are. Okay. I think it's when you speak your, anyway, people don't need to know this. This yeah. is the, yeah. the magic of Hollywood. So I went through acting school, did six years of full-time study and was really trying to break through to that next level and got a bunch of stuff in Australia, but always the US is kind of really where it's at. It's the mecca of, of film and television. So I packed up my stuff and, and head over to the big smoke in LA. And when I got off the plane, you know, I had these dreams of successful acting and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And I just saw how many homeless people there were on the streets. And, you know, I felt pretty helpless and I was worried about getting an audition and they're worried about something to eat or some, somewhere to sleep. I just kind of felt really small and powerless. And so it was kind of through that, and it was within a few months actually, that I kind of thought I wanted to do something bigger than just be an actor. And, and that was right. I had this idea to create a platform for humanitarian filmmakers to have their voices heard. So the way that that looked in my head was to create a film festival where you could show a whole range of different short films that would talk on issues that spoke to, you know, positive change through the world. So Flicks for Change was born. And so we basically invite all the nonprofits that work in the spaces that the films talk about to come and be part of the panel discussion so that our audience can be inspired by the films on the screen and then they can actually be given the tools to take action through connecting with the nonprofits. So that's something that's been a really big passion of mine and it's been really beautiful to introduce myself to these people, to not only to the filmmakers and the actors and the people involved with, with the movies, but to get to know the hearts of these people that are so forward thinking that they're running non-profits and they're donating their time and their money and their, and their energy. And, and that's what I've really found is, is Flicks for Change has kind of transformed me. It was, I had an idea and I went with it and then I kind of, through the process of the last, I think, three years that we've been doing Flicks for Change, I've noticed myself pick up my vibration and improve as a human being, which is amazing because, you know, I've definitely still got flaws and better had flaws and certain things I'm doing in my life to change who I was or who I, the, the idea of who I am and it couldn't come at a better time now that, you know, I'm getting opportunities in film and kind of being introduced to the world. I'm glad it's happening now and it didn't happen you know, a few years ago. So, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that story. So, yeah, so I'm curious about a couple things. One is, is there homelessness in Australia that, or not? I mean, what made you really pick up on this homelessness? Or is it just that, you know, LA has a lot of homelessness? I mean, if you're going to be homeless, be homeless someplace where it's not cold, right? But was it just a culture shock for you or where did that come from that it was made such an impact? Yeah, I think there might be better welfare in Australia. So thing called the, the Dole. So if you don't have work, you can go to a place called Centrelink and, and they give you money and portable housing and, and all that kind of stuff. And potentially because LA, A, it's warm, it's a place that in the States, if you're homeless, 
you could get on a bus and, and get to LA and, you know, anything can happen. That might be an idea that people have. So I think LA is particularly due to the climate and due to its positioning and the kind of global, how people see it as, right. as a place that, that more people probably go there. Also, the population of the US is a lot larger than Australia. So if there's one place that they're all, the homeless are, are heading to, probably LA. Right, just by the sheer numbers, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's interesting. Wow, I think that's good. And you know, and I and I commend you for that too, because you know, so many people could be just have the blinders on and say, you know, I'm here for me, I'm going to be successful, and so I don't really care about anybody else. So I commend you for that. So let me ask you about this, and then you know, if we talk just talking about Wishman, because I know Wishman is a flicks for change kind of movie, right? And where it's that humanitarian, and, and you know, where people have really worked their their butts off for years and years to make a difference to people and make an impact in the world. Did you get introduced to Frank and you know all the producers of that movie because of Flicks for Change, or was that sort of afterwards? You're like, wow, this kind of aligns with this, and this is neat. So how did that kind of unfold as it relates to you know what you're doing in Flicks for Change? Totally. Well, I uh, believe it or not, I was at a uh, an event called City Gala, <laughs> and so it was actually one of the precursors. It was happening, at, you know, a smaller venue, and it was just introducing some of the speakers that were going to be on that year. So Greg Reed was hosting it. Greg is the producer of Wishman. Frank Shankwitz was being interviewed, and they were talking about Make a Wish. And I actually only just had the idea for Flicks for Change, and. You know, I was in the process of getting a team together or you know, talking to people about, you know, making the idea more than just an idea, but actually a, a thing. So I find that once you start telling people that it's going to happen, you were yeah. being your bond, you've yeah. kind of got to start moving on that. So two, yeah. two incredible, two, I met a lot of incredible people that night, but three of note. First one was a filmmaker who I told about Flicks for Change and he told me about this film that he had called Leap, which is about taking the leap of faith in changing a career or changing anything about your life. So he submitted his film. I thought it was great. And I ended up taking him to lunch. And this guy is called James Hawthorne. And as you know, James is now my co-founder and festival director of Flicks for Change. Right. So on the same night, I met him. And I also met Greg Reed, who's the producer of Wishman. And I met Frank Shankwitz on that night. So with Frank, he's the creator of the Make-A-Wish. Foundation. I started talking to him about Flicks for Change, and and you know I said I've got this film festival. I didn't say it was just an idea at the time, but you know it was a reality in my head. It was it was happening. Same thing with James, and so I told him about Flicks for Change, wanting to create a platform for filmmakers that have good in their heart to be exposed to the world and, and to do something about it. And uh, he really liked the sound of that, and it helped us his height, and it was like you know what, somebody like you should be playing me in this movie. I'm like, <laughs> right. And he's like, you ride a motorcycle? And I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> kind of like your blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, totally. I got something in my eye, yeah. <laughs> right. um, yeah, and then so he was just like, yeah, hey, Greg, this guy should play me in the movie. And then I'm like, who's Greg? Where is he? Hey, Greg, how you doing? I should play him in this movie. What, you know, what's <laughs> about, about my life? And so I was able to take that opportunity and just run with it. So then, you know, I followed followed up with them and went to a couple of events with them and really took it seriously. But there are so many opportunities that come past and people say, oh, yeah, you're going to be a star kid or you're going to do this and that. And, 
and you never know which one is actually going to show up for you. And through the grace of God and the, the universe, I was able to hold on to this role, even though we were you know, looking for more and more money for the film, which is yeah, great. Film. But then <laughs> when you're somebody with you know limited amount of credits, you don't want too much money coming in because then the people giving the money is like, hang on, why have we got this person? Right. Why don't we have that Damon in the lead? who was offered the role as well, actually. Wow. So thank you, Matt, yeah. for turning that down. That's how I met Frank. So at City Gala and everything has changed in the last three years because of that. You know, I mean, that's just, that's so, I mean, so great. Isn't it great? I love how the universe pulls everybody in. I just think it's wonderful. So, yeah, and I didn't know how that story all kind of came out because I just was, you know, like, hey, hi. And in fact, I remember when I met you, I, I kept saying, well, can you do the voice? Can you do the voice? Because I want to know that, you know, you were like, no, I'm not going to share the voice. <laughs> just because I was like, how are you going to talk like Frank, you know, because he's so... Anyway, I don't know. I haven't done it for a while. Yeah, I know that you went through, you did a lot of lessons for it too. <laughs> but yeah, because he's, you know, he just talks with such a draw and he's talks so slowly. Too. That's what's crazy too. So I wanted to ask you now that you, you know, have done Wishman, are you seeing that you're being approached for and being stereotyped into the roles for these uh, independent films and things? Or are you, is this just opening up every single opportunity for you? Yeah. So look, independent films, that's an interesting question. A $25 million film is still technically could be an independent film, you know? So things have changed a lot. Independent film is definitely, that's a great place to be. So I, um, it's definitely opening up a lot of opportunities and coupling that with being president of Flicks for Change, I'm seeing a lot of really fantastic filmmakers talking about issues that I kind of want to be involved with. So yeah. Flicks for Change, we focus on short films, but most directors that have a short film have got that feature that they're working on or it's in the back of their head. Or, so my, my, what I'm trying to do is draw that out of them or give them an opportunity to you know, approach Flicks for Change to co-produce or produce these feature films. So there's a bunch of opportunities for some really fantastic content that I'm producing, acting in, and that's kind of things that I'm producing. But then now with like pilot season coming up, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. And my manager's got some really great ammunition now to say, you know, we're on Netflix, we're trending globally, we're in consideration for best picture of the Oscars, all that stuff, which we unfortunately didn't get, as as you might say. People say it's great to be nominated, but I think it's pretty great to be considered even. So... Well, especially, you know, your first film in the U.S. I mean, and such a a film that just really struggled to get off the ground to produce because I know there were so many challenges financially with it. But and look where it's gone, you know. You're trying to get somebody to hand over a couple of million dollars for anything that's tricky. So (laughs) a film that's not necessarily something that's going to bring a great return. Greg Reed said he he learned the lesson. If you want to be a billionaire in filmmaking, start off. I don't know. If you want to be a millionaire in filmmaking, start off as a billionaire. Yeah. Is, is the quote. So, yeah, yeah, that's true because then they have all the control. So maybe some people know and maybe they don't. They know that Kim was also in the movie as well. And so what's happened with her? Because, you know, both of you, in fact, when I met you, you had only been married a couple of weeks and I gave you a an earful. <laughs> As an older woman, I gave you an earful. What are you doing? What are you doing here? And then you said, well, no, she's with me. So what's happening with her? What's going on with her these days? She's fantastic. 
she's busy with the, you know, again, a lot of auditions and yeah. So we just got married. So since then she got cast in a series regular role of a show called Triangle, which mm-hmm. is set in the Bermuda Triangles, ABC network and studios were putting that together. So there was a $14 million pilot episode. Okay. Where she plays the queen of the Vikings, uh-huh. uh, oh which is really fantastic. So unfortunately, there was like a network head of the executive shuffle as Disney Plus took over ABC and all of the people that were making the decision on the pilot, they all got fired or made redundant or what have you. And so everybody that was championing the project, they were no longer there to make the decision for the series to go ahead. So the series didn't go ahead, which is very unfortunate because that was definitely a career changer, but it has put her on the radar of all the new networks and studio studio execs coming into partnership. So I have very high hopes that she's going to book another series very soon. Oh, good. Good. That's wonderful. So what's on the docket for you this year as it relates to Flicks for Change? What are you doing this year? I know, you know, several times we've talked and you said, hey, I'm going, I'm coming to DC and you're bringing, you know, bringing a film with you. Right. And what's hey, you? Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I was like, sorry, I'm down in Florida. But what's on the docket for the 20? Let me call it, everybody's been calling it the roaring 20s. I'm calling it the soaring 20s, right? So this decade is going to be big for a lot of things. But what's on the docket this year for you guys so that my listeners can be listening in and say, gosh, you know, I really want to help and support. Andrew and what he's doing. What are some of the things that are coming up that people could be looking out for? Great. Well, this year we're going to have festivals in Los Angeles, which is we have every year, Washington, D.C. So this will be probably August, September, probably those months for those two cities. We've also been asked to go to Athens, Greece, which is very exciting. So we're organizing the sponsorship to head over there. And that's very exciting. So we've got strict instructions to get Tom Hanks there because he's just become a a Greek citizen, a national. And so we'll be heading over there just after the Cannes Film Festival at the uh, start of June or end of May. So that's very exciting. I think we'll probably be doing a festival in Sydney as well. Just got to figure out the timing of that. But, we, you know, we're Flicks for Change. We have the festival, which is focusing on short films, 20 minutes and under. You can go to flicksforchange.org. So F-L-I-C-K-S, the digit for change.org. And you can check out how to get involved, whether it's submitting a film or, you know, buying a ticket or donating. But if any nonprofits, if you want, you know, a film potentially made about your cause, feel free to reach out to us and we can either connect you with filmmakers or, you know, give you some suggestions on the best ways to move forward with that. And also looking for feature film scripts that we can uh, help you produce and put together and just raise the vibration through telling impactful stories. Yeah, I love that. And we'll put the link in the show notes too. So, you know, everybody can find that as well. So what is the breakthrough that you think you're about ready to hit? We all have this place where we're saying, you know, we have a trajectory, right? And we're tapping up against that ceiling, which will become your floor at some point. What's your breakthrough right now? Well, I mean, I think the success of Wishman and finally, you know, after years of auditions, like a decade of auditioning and going up for big roles and not getting it, losing out to Jake Gyllenhaal or whoever, now the self-belief that I have from the success of Wishman and, you know, having a leading role in a film that's been so well received, that's given me a lot of confidence. And, 
you know, as you say, the soaring twenties. Yeah, this decade is going to be massive. I think I'm changing my perspective of you know my potential and how people see me, and you know, a lot of that comes through. You need to have that belief in yourself and. Every time you're meeting a new person, you have an opportunity to reinvent yourself and to change who you are to them. And it's so easy to get caught in your old, old ways and, and hanging around the people that aren't challenging you or staying in your safe zone. And, you know, if you, each time you meet somebody and really finding the high vibration path, not only with the way how, you, how you're treating people, but how you're, who you're surrounding yourself with because it makes such a difference. And then, yeah, I guess I'm excited to continue to raise my integrity and, you know, really just methodically kind of just go through my life and figure out what's serving me and what's not and just, you know, get this, you know, it's not like I want to do some meditation. You know, there's so many things that you often say you want to do, but you don't, but all you need to do is start doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, it's the whole premise of my programs that I talk about as lifestyle business mastery is, you know, is finding out what fulfills you, increasing that awareness, and then building everything else around it. Instead of what we tend to do is just look at life through dollar signs, right? And try to be massively successful and trying to squeeze our life in and life goes fast, you know, and we look back. So, you know, when you think back about this, you know, and so take yourself back to Andrew, who's 12 years old and he's like, I want to be an actor. I want to be an actor. Did you ever think that this would have taken this particular route for that? No, it's, it's interesting. I always thought that there was something like this, but I didn't know it was going to be acting. I thought it might have been playing rugby, to be honest, at that stage. <laughs> okay. um, so I always you know, had the excitement of something big. But yeah, it's kind of pinching myself because, you know, as I say, you have a decade of questioning yourself and saying, am I, am I on the right path? And then you get these kind of wins and the sliding doors of meeting Frank that night and meeting James that night and Greg, like just that one night changed everything. And that was three years ago. And now it's like, okay, now I'm set up for a really massive new decade and I've got blonde hair and so anything can happen at any moment, you know. <laughs> at least for a couple of weeks you have it until yeah, you yeah. find out what's going on, yeah. right? Going back today, I think, actually. <laughs> yeah, I love that. No, you're right. It's, you know, Darren Hardy, he's a, you know, like a Tony Robbins, you know, he's one of my mentors and he says, you know, it's these seemingly insignificant changes that can have the biggest impact in your life. He always shows a picture of an elephant, you know, asking, has anybody been bit by an elephant? And everybody's like, no, I haven't. Well, have you been bit by a mosquito? And yeah, plenty of times, right? It's those little things that can change things. And that's, that's what you've done here today because someone listening to you says, I can make change and I can move myself from being successful and it's all about me into the significance of helping and making an impact in other people's lives and being happy and fulfilled all along the way. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking time today and sharing that story. And I love what you said at the very end as well and, and how it's really changed you and how we grow. We are constantly growing. So I want to say thank you so much for taking time with me today and sharing this with my audience. And, you know, I want to tell the audience too, you know, like go to Flicks for Change, see what you can put together to help him. You know, what I did last year was just, you know, when you were coming in town for Flicks for Changes, I just corralled people to come to fill the room for you. So if that's all you do to help Andrew and his efforts, that's going to mean a lot to him. 
Totally. And also check out Wishman on Netflix. It's ready Oh, to go. yeah. I'm going to put that link there too. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to have that. I was just telling Andrew before we went live, my husband and I just watched it two nights ago. And, and I said, you know, I'm interviewing Andrew. And he's like, you are? And he goes, but I just wanted to watch it again. So it's just so fun to watch. And it's, it's just such a great little story. And there's just all kinds of little innuendos there. And it's really wonderful. So I just want to say thank you so much. I wish you all the best and all the best, you know, success. And hopefully I'll run into you this year at Flix for Change or someplace else. I won't be at City Summit Gala, but hopefully I'll run into you someplace else. But I wish you all the best. And I hope you get this role with that blonde hair. Yes, fingers crossed. Thanks so much for having <laughs> me. It was an absolute pleasure. And uh, yes, I look forward to bumping into you in Apoya somewhere soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.